0: Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Are You Talking, R.E.M. Me. Before we get into it, we want to tell you about the Lisa Mattress. Oh, man. OMG. The Lisa Mattress is the key to a quality night's sleep designed for body contouring and pressure relief for all types of sleepers. It is loved by more than 300,000 happy sleepers and backed by more than 12,005 star reviews. 12,005 star reviews? 12,005 star reviews. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. amazing. Um, so star, what's her name? Reviewed. Star Jones? Yeah. <laughs> star, what's her name? Um, I have a Lisa mattress, and you uh, you have one at your home, don't you? Yes, we do. Yes, that's right. And right now, you can get one. Uh, you can get $150 off the Lisa mattress, plus a free pillow at lisa.com slash REM. Entering promo code REM at checkout. This is Lisa's best offer at leesa.com slash REM. Promo code REM. Go get one right now. From chronic to collapse, town, and into now, respectively, that is, this is our You talking R.E.M., Remi The comprehensive and encyclopedic compendium of all things R.E.M., this is good rock and roll um, music. A little air drumming. You know, hard not to air drum to this song. I know, it's a lot of fun. Uh, first of all, hello, Scott. <laughs> hello. Air drumming in general is fun or air drumming to this uh, song no, in particular? Yeah, air drumming to this song is fun. What's the best song to air drum Can to? I finish what I was going to say, please? Can I finish, can I finish? Can, can, can I finish, can I finish? Is this an episode of Can I Finish? <laughs> I think it might be. I Hey everyone, welcome to Can I Finish? This is Scott. And this is Scott. And today we're just wondering if each other can finish. Like, I just, I have one question for you today, Yeah, what is it? And it is, can I finish? I have one question for you, which is, in turn, can I finish, can I finish? Can I finish? ( decreasingわかrain) Can I finish, can I finish? 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 Top three places where this is, that phrase is used most often. Can I finish? Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Let's name them.
0: Uh, okay. Well, number one with a bullet, as far as I'm concerned, is at dinner when the waiter is about to take your meal away, and C- can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? Yeah. Number two, mm-hmm. the toilet. <laughs> when the toilet is what trying to when f- the toilet's legs sprout and it starts to <laughs> so run, away. run away. Can, can I, finish? I finish, please? Can I finish? <laughs> Uh, and number one with a bullet. I think according I to Scott. <laughs> uh, yeah. What I mean, you said top three. We said one and two. One and two. So number three without oh, a number bullet. Three. Number three without a bullet with a a bow and arrow. <laughs> Is when you're watching Robin Hood. Right. And (laughs) And the the VHS tape uh, (laughs) malfunctions. The VHS machine malfunctions. They're making another Robin Mm, Hood movie. Good one. How come you're not in that Robin Hood movie? I don't know. The one with... uh, With Jamie Foxx and uh, the dude from Kingsman. And Eve Hewson. Oh, is she? Yeah. Oh, crazy. From our other show? Yeah. Eve Hewson (laughs) from our other show. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) From our uh, U2 show. You know what? When... By way the way, up. thanks for listening to Can I Finish? Bye. Bye.
1: I started something, zone, never meant to go.
0: Good ep. Um Yeah, that was a great one. App uh, that is. <laughs> um, what were you talking about from our other show? When we show? were walking out of the aforementioned uh, party... Adver- yeah. Okay. This Adver- is mentioned mentioned in our other me- mentioned in our other podcast previous episode. By the way, I'm Scott Ackerman. This is Adam Scott. Hi, guys. And uh, we're flashing back here. It's flashback Friday. Somehow. Oh, man. Flashback. <laughs> flashback Wednesday. <laughs> flashback Wednesday. We're flashing back to our previous uh, previous episode of our previous show. You talking? You two to me. I'm sorry. Is this an episode of you talking? You two to me. <laughs> I think it might be. Boy to breaking wave. Every last one of them that is. This is you talking you two to me? Me? The comprehensive and encyclopedia compendium of all things you two. This is good rock and roll on music. Welcome back. Uh, hey everybody. We were just talking about an aforementioned episode. I believe it was the last episode, our very last episode, I believe, where we we detailed the story of the post uh, Madison Square Garden, or, A.K.A. MSG. Sure, MSG uh, show, uh, where we uh, chanced upon uh, a young lady named uh, Eve Houston. Did we include this in our uh, in our tale of the? Evening? We did. We, we did. did. I believe we did talk okay. about this. Yes, she was very cool and. Yes. Um, I think I don't maybe? recall if we gave every detail of our conversation which okay. lasted approximately 6 hours. Yeah. We stopped on the way out the door and talked to <laughs> Eve for 6 hours under a door frame. Yeah. Which would, you know, if an earthquake had occurred, we'd all be safe. Yep. Um I don't know. I try to have every conversation under a door frame if I always. can. Well, well, always. We're recording under a door frame currently. Earthquakes can drop at any moment. Mhm. Just like a like a Beyoncé album. <laughs> exactly. Uh we talked to her, and I think she thought it was um, somewhat maybe adorable that we had a podcast about her father's band. Not ad- not that maybe we are adorable, adorable. No, 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 no. But no. The, the situation being adorable. Yes. Um, but, oh, I think she thought I was adorable. Honestly. Oh, listen. I saw the way she was looking at <laughs> not you or me. Um, no, she was very nice and, and was really sweet about, like, us – Having a nerdy podcast about her dad's dad, mm-hmm. but what, can you imagine someone we were... having a podcast about your dad? Yeah, you know what? I can. The, Do- the Dougald Scott Chronicles. <laughs> Dougald. Yeah, um, he, it's that's that's the kind of name where like it sounds like you just can't decide. Like, well, what's the child's name going to be? Dougalds. Du- uh, uh, it's a very Scottish name, and it's where uh, Douglas comes from. Is mm-hmm. uh, Douglas? Yeah, At interested. some point, someone said, "You know what? Let's just make this easier," and turned it into Douglas. Really?
1: I That's guess easier so, than
0: I Douglas and Dugald. Dugald is easier to say. Dugald, Douglas, Douglass. Uh, Dugald, Douglas, Douglass. Okay. Douglas. Dugald. You're right. Douglas, Douglass. Now it's starting to sound Douglas, like Douglas, It's a type of glass that Doogled. you're that you're talking about. Douglas, Douglass. Just grab grab some Douglass. Grab the Douglass over here. Anyway, she's in the new Robin Hood movie. Cool. Who mm-hmm. is she? Made Marion? I don't know. Little John. Don- Lil John. John? <laughs> she's Lil she John. She plays Lil John. <laughs> mm. And Jamie Fox. <laughs> Drop. <laughs> That's right. Uh, okay. Bye. Bye. What? Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Bye. Ah. Uh, good app. Yeah. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that was my fault for some reason. (laughs) Um, Welcome back to Are You Talking to R.E.M., Remy. This is uh, an exciting episode. It's been a little bit of time since we've been together. Um, Approximately, let's see. Did you do the calculations? Well, according to my calculations. I do believe we stopped doing these around September. Is that true? Sept. early sept? Was our last episode? Yes, it was early Sept. So this oh, has been um, this has been a good September October it's like, three like years. two to yeah three years yeah three years it's since just, I've seen you yeah you've gotten so old yeah I've gained a lot of weight yeah. And all in just one part of your body. Mm-hmm. The cock. The, the dick. In the dick. What if someone came to you? Oh you hadn't seen someone in three years. Suddenly you see yeah. them, they're naked with an erection. You're like, you've gained so much weight. <laughs> Last time I saw you, your dick wasn't that shape or size at all. <laughs> no, no. I just have an erection now. Oh. Oh. In what situation would that, I guess at the, at the gym? Or that would be as your toilet is running away from you. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Um, no, but we haven't seen each other in a while, and uh, we had to call an emergency recording session yeah. as um, the band, uh that this entire program is devoted to. Hey, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and uh, I think they and came you. out— yeah, I guess because I mean, you said it. I mean, uh, yeah, sort of. Um, I think they put out a new record or records. Uh, uh, is it a box set? It is a boxed set. See, I don't have the boxed set. No, nor do, do I. Do, I have the mp No, we? I don't. Okay. I don't have a physical copy. We, I. By the way, we're talking about REM at the BBC. REM at the Hebc. REM. Um, we tried to get. An advanced copy of this so we could put out this episode in a timely manner. Yeah. Uh, as I believe when it came out uh, physically, uh, neither you nor I were available to uh, record an app until now. That's right. I believe you were up uh, in Canada doing uh You know what happened? Consider a man who is so stupid he <laughs> thinks he sees a monster on a plane. That's right. Who is the perfect man to play this stupid <laughs> motherfucker? You are. You're in the new Twilight Zone that Jordan uh, Peele is is producing, and you're yeah. you're uh, uh, playing the third iteration of a role that has been played by William Shatner and John Lithgow. Yeah. I've always thought that you are the the rightful heir to th- those acting styles. Yes, the two of them. It's almost like you mix their two styles together, and it it yeah. equals me. Yeah. Just the subtlety of Shatner and the subtlety of Lithgow. (laughs) Lithgow, Lithgow is amazing in that I hadn't seen it in a long time. Did you watch it before you did filmed the appearance or after? I watched it before or in the middle. (laughs) I watch it while (laughs) you're watching it on the plane. Yeah, (laughs) what an Easter egg that would be. Um, And it's pretty great. I haven't uh, seen it in a while. I remember yeah, yeah. Uh, Albert Brooks and Dan Aykroyd oh, at the those beginning. Are great that's, that's a great scene. I remember I saw it opening weekend, oh, I believe too. Saturday matinee at the uh, Valley View Cinema. Yeah. And I uh, have not seen it since. I have the Blu-ray, but I've not watched it, but uh, I remember Kick the Can being kind of boring. I remember Wait, Kick the Can. That's the Spielberg one. Which one is that? Where they kick the fucking can? I don't I, 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 I watch people I watched Thirty thousand feet. I didn't watch. You didn't watch the the rest of them. Oh, okay. There's just like, I think. Oh, uh, the old people. The old people. I feel like, who's the dude from The Shining? Is he in it? Scatman Crothers. Scatman. I believe Scatman Crothers is in it. I okay. I remember that one. Uh, That I remember that being sort of cloying. Yes. Um, and then there was the one uh, that uh, you know where all you know all the shit went down. The John, yeah, the John Landis one. Yeah, that's the John Landis one. I mean, I as a kid going to see it at the Aptos Twin, I mm-hmm. loved every second of it. Did you? Yeah. I think you're a little bit younger than yeah, me, so I think I, I was think less discerning. Just, I, for some reason, I was, I think I was reading reviews by then. Sure. Not a well-reviewed movie? No, but yeah. I, I I remember having a preconceived sort of notion that it doesn't, I, I hear it doesn't really work. Yeah. And then I think I also was- I believe it was like 85 or 86 I would say 83, that would be my guess. Have we talked about we're talking about the Twilight Zone? Um, the Twilight Zone movie, if people are Wait, totally this? lost. Sorry, did we forget to mention that this is an episode of Talking About Twilight Zone? Hey everyone, welcome to Talking About Twilight Zone. This is Scott. <laughs> and this is Scott. And I gotta admit, I was tricked into doing this show because I thought it was Talking About Twilight. Right, and then That's Adam just paused for a really long time and said, "Zone." That's how I got you in the build. I don't know anything about the Twilight Zone, um, but uh, it uh, <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Twilight Zone, and uh, I remember going into it. I, I believe, do you know what year it came out? By the way, and you're a guy who knows years of every movie. Yes, I would say the movie came out in '83. Am I correct? I don't believe it came out in '83 because I think uh, ET must have come out in '83. '82 so is ET. ET. Okay, yeah. So, but it couldn't have come out a year after ET. Let's look it up. Bro. Um, Poltergeist would have been what '84, probably. Um, I think it's got to be '85. Look it up. Look it up. No, because that was that was uh, Back to the Future. So that kind of yeah, that would be it was it would be before Back to the Future. You're no. right. So '84 probably. '84 maybe. Yeah, my guess would be '83, but. Look it up. Look it up. Look it up. Look, look it up. up. Look at yeah, Kumel's doing the one uh, after me. He was what, up there. Do, do you know what? Uh, would, or it probably hasn't broken think, yet. Uh, it it Didn't actually it? just did. However. Oh really? That what? Which one is crazy. he playing? It's it's not his. Is not a uh, a, remake a previous though. one. That's, I think they should do non remakes I think mine is might be the only one. I'm really? not totally sure about that. But so basically, if people haven't seen The Twilight Zone, Adam plays this dude on a plane who goes nuts. And everyone's like, is it in his head? Is it something he's actually seeing? Who cares? Because, you know, it only affects him. And he just goes, 83. Crazy. 83. Okay. Uh, it's a different. It'll, it'll be cool. I can't wait to, to see it. It's a different take on it. Okay, good. Um,. So I'll just be sitting there going, okay, it's not done like the usual way. I See, here's what I like to do when I when I watch Twilight Zone episodes. I like to guess what's going to happen. Oh, man. It's great. Just I'll, the, I'll be like all the guesswork. I bet the aliens are humans. I bet the ugly people are pretty people. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. whatever the reverse is. Uh, it's the, you know what I mean? I bet those shoes. I bet, I bet they're not. I, I bet, bet they're, they're gloves. Yeah, those are glove shoes. I bet that plane is a bus. Yeah. That's what I'll be saying the whole time. Well, that guy's nose, it's going to fall off his face. Yep. into a soup. His glasses. Which is actually a salad. His glasses are gonna break. (laughs) Um, But, uh, What was your favorite Twilight Zone episode ever? You know, I I do have to say the one that um, where the tiny the tiny aliens are attacking the woman in the attic really frightened me uh-huh. when i was young uh-huh. and that is is i was talking about beforehand is they're actually then you find out whoa they're not aliens or weird creatures they're humans on a on a and she like you know god i don't remember this one oh, okay she they're like these these weird people in in little you know kind of suits or whatever attacking this woman and she finally like beats the shit out of all of them and then she she destroys their craft and you see it's a us aircraft And like these, these, uh,
1: oh, yes,
0: Americans have traveled to a land of giants or whatever, or just trying to get home or whatever. And it's, it's, it's one of those things that, that deals with perspective of like, you know, storytelling perspective. When you're in the perspective of the woman, yeah, you think the, the hero of of the, or the heroine of the story is her, but, you know, then you think, wait a minute, but I'm an American. And if I were in that situation, I would, the hero would be the, yeah, the villain. They did. It was a half hour long show. They did. Yeah, it was pretty incredible. Can I tell you? Yeah. What's yours? uh, The summer that I discovered Twilight Zone. My next. You discovered it? Wow. Thank you. Yeah. No problem. (laughs) You know, I've always. It's so crazy on this show. Talk about Twilight Zone. We have the person who discovered it. Yeah. It's been a burden for me carrying it because everybody loves a Twilight Zone so much and I'm not going to discover it. Yeah. Uh, And you were just a young boy. I was just a kid. What what was this situation? Was it some Indiana Jones style archaeological dig or something? That's right. I was doing an archaeological dig in, uh, in Sri Lanka. Whoa. Yeah. And you just no. found all these Twilight yeah, Zone yeah, episodes? Yeah, I found a bunch of tapes. You know, I was like, "What wow, it is crazy?" And, and I took the tapes, put them on the back of my elephant, rode back into town. <laughs> I was like, lose fucking?" Why tapes. not? Why, why? Why didn't the elephant offer to wrap all the tapes up in its trunk? He did. He did. He did. He did. But you were like, "It's a long I was journey." Like, no, let's put them on your back. Got and it. I rode on the trunk. You? Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. yeah, because I like to be out front. I like to see where we're going. Yeah, otherwise you get elephant sick. Yeah. I don't want to get elephant sick because <laughs> um, you get elephant sick then you have to deal with all those symptoms yeah yeah again I was just a kid so you're just a kid at the time you don't know I don't know anyway so I don't know talking <laughs> You were about talking this yeah <laughs> um, you were anyway, saying when brought, you discovered brought him back into town yeah. you know that town there and started- Sri Lanka <laughs> started watching him and like eh, this is pretty good I should probably tell my friends about this back in America yeah um and so I put him back on the back of the elephant and just rode it right back to America. All the way back to America? Yeah, yeah, it started Through selling them. Through the ocean? Him, selling them, yeah, just right on top of the ocean. Just started mm-hmm. selling them just out of the, the trunk of my car. <laughs> you had a car, how a old car. were you? I was, let's see, uh, 11, 12 years old. So your parents bought you a car? For, to sell my Twilight Zone episode. Oh, got it, got it, yeah. it was out of the trunk. <laughs> That's right, and the, the car was uh, very, very small, Right. And it wasn't big enough to write the Twilight Zone on because it was such a small car. Right, so right. one side said "Twilight," twi. and then the other side said Light, Light Zone. Zone. Yeah. Oh, now Light Zone. Right. I'm kind of yeah. interested in that show. Cool, right? Yeah, cool. But then it's the same way you tricked me into being on this show. Right. Just put the big paws in between exactly. it. Speaking of big paws, those elephants, yeah. they got those big oh, honking ones, don't big they? Big old paws. And isn't it weird that you sold things out of the trunk of your car and the elephant has a trunk? I know, and the elephant was a little, little pissed off. Yeah. He carried me all the way across the ocean. And then he's like, You're getting a different trunk? Right. Because he brought me across the Atlantic, and I was like, Bro, we have to turn around. (laughs) I live in Santa Cruz, bro. We got to turn this. So we went back through the Panama Canal. Across, across, went down Mm -hmm. through the Panama Canal, and I was like, Let's stop in uh, Hawaii. (laughs) Sure. And so we went surfing. And you surfed on the elephant's back. Me and the elephant surfed. Wow. Caught this insane wave and surfed it all the way to Santa Cruz. Whoa, that's insane. (laughs) And This story gets better and better. We're like (laughs) surfing this wave. (laughs) I was like, I got these tapes, bro. (laughs) Tapes. Tapes. Wow! Yeah, and then immediately yeah. you just trade in the elephant for something uh, for a car for a that small has car. A trunk. Yeah, I was like later. Wow! What and where is like, that elephant now? He passed passed on passed on to what? Uh, he passed. He passed no, on. He passed, he passed on something. He passed on a being a bunch guest on of this different <laughs> jobs, including being a guest on this. Oh, okay. I'd love to talk to him, or but he himself he, is him. living. Very well, up in the Mm. Bay Area, in the Bay Area, in a zoo, or as a human being. Oh wow! Okay, wow. Uh, Love to talk to him at some point. If you could give me his, well, I might be able to arrange that. He did pass on being here. (laughs) (laughs) True, but we could try again. Yeah, let's try again. All right, we'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Great. Great, great Great stuff. You were going to tell me, though. Maybe we should get back into that episode, though, because you were going to tell me when you discovered The Twilight Zone some story. Let's get back into it. Okay.
1: Hi,
0: welcome back. We took a little break. (laughs) Tell me about The Twilight Zone. Uh, Yeah, so my next-door neighbor, this terrific guy named Joe Ferrara— Owned Atlantis Fantasy World, which was the comic book store in Santa Cruz, hmm. the comic book store that is in *The Lost Boys*. Wait, your friend owned the store? My next door neighbor. Your next owned, door neighbor owned Atlantis. The store. Is this place I went every single day? Right. To buy comics and stuff. Every single day to buy comics? Yeah, I would ride my bike downtown. And why, why not go once a week? Well. Like- I would, buy everything I, that one day. I didn't exactly have money. It's not to, like you're buying ice cream and you don't, all you have is an ice box or something that shit's going to spoil and it. No, and you can melt. only buy one comic book per day. <laughs> um, By the way, speaking of comics, I know this yeah. is a sidebar. Yeah. We have to thank our good friend Mitch Gerards who drew you and I into Mr. Miracle 12. Oh, Yeah. That's pretty great. Yeah, listener, uh, comic book artist, one of the uh, best comic artists out there right now. So uh, getting rave reviews for uh, this series, a series that I've been reading uh, this entire year and was one of my favorite comics of the year. Yeah. Uh, Suddenly, you and I are uh, uh, drawn on page one, page one of Mister Miracle twelve. Go out and pick it up. It's in stores now. Yeah, love it. So anyway, Joe, uh, and this is the comic book store again. From the the Lost Boys. Yeah, At um, this point, in you telling the story, yeah. is this 82 or something? So it hadn't this, been in the Los Angeles. No, this yet. is 80, probably 84 when we moved into this house. Wait, and I'm like, whoa, we're next door to Joe from Atlanta. But you're talking Fantasy. about we're, when you discovered The Twilight Zone. Right. The but movie had already been out. No, I'm getting to that. Okay. Uh, And he, oh, maybe it was, but whatever it was, he had this incredible VHS collection. He had every single Twilight Zone on VHS. Oh, wow. How did he get them? Were they like, would he tape the marathons or something? He would- he did something. Uh, I, maybe you didn't have the marathons up where you were, but KTLA in LA. Well, they showed them every night at 11. Okay. Uh, instead of the news, there was a channel that showed Twilight Zone, so I'd watch it before Carson. <laughs> and some people would thought that was the news. It's like oh, the world's man. gone fucking crazy. You turn on the news, holy cow. You know, I was thinking about this the other day. Yeah. All you ever hear about with uh, that uh, you know, Orson Welles War of the Worlds stunt that he pulled, all you ever hear about are the dumb shits who fell for it. Like, right. what about the people who are like, all these dumb shits fell for this? Yeah, what about the 98% of everyone? You know, you you, you hear about the people radio. running out of the movie screaming that a train is coming out of them. What about the people who are sitting there going, hey, idiots. Yeah. This is a movie. Yeah. Hey, dumbbells. You know? What anyway. are you guys doing? Let's write a movie about the. Let's write a movie about the very first time that anyone ever saw that movie. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone runs out and gets hit by a no, real but train. it was a radio show. Well, War of the Worlds was. radio yeah. play. Yeah. I'm talking about the train movie. Oh, I, the train! I, was, I thought you were talking about War of the Worlds. I started there and uh, then I I segued. Oh, uh, sorry, I, I segued. The, I, I missed the segue. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So he told me anytime I wanted, I could go watch as many Twilight Zones as as, as I wanted to, oh, and he had this Where, fix? in his bedroom. In the <laughs> no, no. All you gotta do is take off your little <laughs> jeans. No, <laughs> no. He was the coolest. Dude, and I you know I what? Could go watch Twilight Zone on his. We didn't even have a. T- I had like a little five inch black and white of my own. I got to go watch. His Are you giant talking about old, your penis right now? That's right, a <laughs> five inch black, <laughs> black and white. <laughs> oh boy. Um So I I love adults like that who you know I had a a dude when I was I had my paper out when I was twelve mm-hmm. who would teach me guitar. I would deliver yeah. the paper to him and he would teach me guitar and and. My parents had every right to be wary of this, yeah. and when I would tell them, and they'd be like, "You're not going into his house." I'd be like, "No, we're on the porch of his apartment." Yeah. You know, they had every right to be wary of it. Yeah. But I, but I, I do. Uh, there, there are, and you know, I don't even know if 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 I would let. Uh, my children, where I'd have any like do something like what you're talking about about going to a store and watching Twilight Zones on some guy's TV. Yeah, I would probably be like, hey, let's let's not do that or whatever. Right, but right. there, when we were growing up, there were a lot of adults who were just like, you know, just hey, here's something cool. cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he he was he had all the cool shit because he owned the comic books anyway. Yeah. Joe's so, great. Which was your favorite episode? Probably the Burgess Meredith one. Oh, uh, the reading glasses it really one. Really blew my mind. The glasses went with because of the apocalypse and all that. I don't remember what happened in it. <laughs> <laughs> what part of it blew your mind? Like the irony of. I don't know. Okay. All right. Thanks. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Uh, I really do love that episode though. Um, the one of uh, talking about Twilight <laughs> Zone, zone we which just we did. just did. Yeah. I love that episode. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so. We're talking about REM. Yeah, we haven't done an episode in a while. Uh, This is—it's been—we've established three years, and you've gotten really old (laughs) and um, old, (laughs) old, and and, you've gained or wait, which (laughs) of us gained weight? You also gained weight, and you've gotten old. i have looked the same. You look great. Um, but um, what what has been going on in Adam Scott's life since we wrapped up the show in September? Anything happening? Uh, boy, oh boy, just been wheeling and dealing, uh, making, wheeling, dealing. making deals, just make just deals, 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 deal, deal, deals, 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 deals deal, deal, or deal, or no deal, deal, deal. no deal, no deal. deal, Uh, yeah, crazy, crazy deal making, just How crazy about you, man? What I haven't do been make? doing anything. Just sitting around uh, cranking it just every cranking, day. Yeah, <laughs> cranking and shanking. <laughs> Love it. I usually crank it and then I try to shank someone I live with. Yeah, I, with a sharpened spoon. That's the problem with cranking. Is every time I crank it, I feel like I, I really want to go shank it. it. Yeah, <laughs> and. It, that means there's going to be a victim. There's going to be a victim. And you're hoping it's someone who just comes by the house. Yeah. Like a mailman or a right. milkman. Or a villain who deserves it. Sure. Well, yeah. I mean, in a just universe, uh, anyone who falls victim to a situation like that would deserve it. But as we all know, there is no God and the universe yep. is not just. And uh, terrible terrible things happen to good people. Yeah. And that will never be solved. And Do you think we'll ever get to a, a, uni- a universe where – Every single good person has good things happen to them proportionately, or do you think it it will be as it always has been of just random occurrences of uh, terrible misery and sorrow? Uh, uh, Unfortunately, I'm going to go with the latter. The latter. Yeah. Yeah. So what – I mean I consider you to be – I don't know that I consider you to be a good person Mm -hmm. as much as someone who tries to do no harm. Thank you very much. <laughs> I mean, your proclivities and your instincts are to do bad. Yeah, bad but bad things. You, you, but you tamp it down. I is what I am told to, to say. suppress it. Yes. Yeah. And and, I, and and wear a mask of civility. Yes, and I turn those feelings, uh those feelings I'm tamping down, mm-hmm. they all go into just shanking. <laughs> just cranking and shanking. Cranking, shanking. Um in any case, uh, <clears throat> so that's I, I believe the audience is caught up with yes. with uh, yes. our lives. Both of us, we've we're both just <laughs> forthcoming as as all get out. Um, we've had uh, what else has been going on? Midterms came and went. Ah, yeah, um, Democrats just keep y- cranking and shanking. You, I noticed you wore one of those uh, um, Ivo Ted stickers. Yeah. And uh, Did you wear one of those things? Uh, I found one. My my wife had one, so I put it on. I oh, felt like nice. a real big man. Yeah, because you don't vote. Fuck that, yeah. man. I didn't either. I just got the sticker. Yeah. Why I you, don't care. Was it, How'd you get that sticker, man? Was it like a sticker heist? Yeah. There, it was the great sticker heist of uh, 2018. Who is your wheel man, bro? You mean the guy driving the car? Yeah. It was this elephant that I know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. Yeah. How did your car feel about that? Super jelly. <laughs> um, uh, wait, what were we talking about? We were about? talking about uh, the election oh, yeah. and the midterms. How and, did you uh, feel about the uh, the old midterms there, Scott? You know, uh, 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 people, uh, not that they care about how I felt uh, about it, but uh, I felt I felt kind of weird about it the night of and have felt better about it since then. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, you, you see people, uh, you know, I mean, look, this kind of ties into what we're talking about. REM is a very political band and they have, have, uh, advocated for social justice for many years. Yeah. Uh, so it should not come as any surprise that you and I have, uh, leanings toward, uh. Certain uh, political leanings that they that we share with the mm-hmm. band, uh, I, I I felt a little strange that uh, people there were people like uh, the Steve Kings of the world who uh, still get voted in. That was a bummer. Or the the, the dude in San Diego who uh, is under indictment or whatever. Yeah, you know, you like all it. these people, they continue to get voted in, and you kind of got to go like, what is going on with humanity? Yeah, there there are some things that were upsetting like Steve King getting reelected after like what is happening a- what is happening everyone with knows people? he's a white supremacist <laughs> and people are cool with it and you get you just got to go like well there's the people who love it about him and then there's the people who are like yeah he is but I'm just gonna look the other way yeah or because- and then there are people that don't know and then there are people who don't you know, know. but and that's just a- voting yeah and they're yeah. just like uh who Steve yeah. what yeah I've heard of a queen but King? They see Republican. I've heard of like, a twin know. bed, but king? King. king. Is this a type of bed, a Steve King? <laughs> Am I, should I sleep tonight on a Steve King? <laughs> um Yeah, they just see an R and they go, they've been grown up saying, oh yeah, vote R's. And they don't even know who they're voting for. Yeah, And that's, I mean, you know, that's fine. you can have anything in your brain when you go and vote, whatever. Whatever, just go get out there and do it. Just do it. Unless you're a dumb shit. But on the other side of things, we got – That's how – I started to feel better about things down the line. But the night – I had so much anxiety uh, about it for what? Years. For two years. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And I happened to have that day off. Mm -hmm. um, And so it just was a day of, you know, pushing my shoulders down, trying to relax. And then seeing the results come in, it was just one of those things of like, well, there's a lot of great things going on, uh, yeah. but there's still this, uh, the you know, the, this section of humanity that is, uh, you know, the wheel turns, however slowly. We went to our friend's house to watch the returns, and actually Jeff Ulrich was over there. Mm-hmm. Ulrich, okay, Ulrich, that's fine. Really? Yeah, it's not Jeff Ulrich. It's Ulrich, but ah. yeah, oh. um, he'll be. By the way. He's very excited someone's talking about him right now, so (laughs) don't worry about uh, mispronouncing his name. So I walked in, and he it was at the Lindelof's house. Mm -hmm. We walk in, and uh, Jeff and Damon are both just crestfallen sitting there because things were not looking particularly Mm -hmm. great early on. And so- It was tough For the first like hour or so It was tough And then And you're like Hey come on Where's the party at? Let's party Get wasted Let's get the kids In the other room And let's snort coke (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we uh, Little by little It started getting uh, More and more Started looking up Yeah Yeah. And as it has For several weeks after And it's just gotten better since Gotten better and better Everything's good uh, but that, you know, I mean, uh, uh, and and some people I, I know some people are out there going like, "Hey, Adam, hey, uh, Adam Scott Ackerman, we don't care about this kind of stuff from you." Yeah. But uh, you know, REM is uh, like we like we were saying, REM. Uh, that's a big part of their. Uh, I I I don't understand the people who can like REM and u two and you know do the things like shut up and just play music. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know, whatever. I mean, I wish you would shut up. Yeah. Oh, I am constantly, it's weird how often people tell me to shut up. (laughs) How often does that, realistically? Realistically? I would, if I had to guess about you. Sure. Just knowing you and knowing your friends, and it seems like you hang out with these rich assholes, the Lindelofs and the all-riches. Sure, sure, sure. um, I would guess three times a day. To, that I'm told to shut up. Yeah. It's 5,000 times a day. <laughs> 5,000 five, times a day. 5,000. How many of that is your children? Uh, they would never talk to me that way. They, <laughs> really? They, yeah, they know better. They <laughs> know better than to talk to me that way. How, mu- how much of that is Naomi? Um, Quite a bit. Do the calculations here. Do, let's see here. <laughs> Twenty percent, twenty percent. So twenty percent. Uh, we're talking five hundred of those five thousand. Is this, 5, go, is this an no episode one thousand? <laughs> no, it's not <laughs> long <laughs> bits. <laughs> yeah, it may be in there. <laughs> okay. But um, all right, look, what we're going to be doing today is we're going to be talking about REM at the BBC, which is the new boxed set of yeah. um, music that REM has come out with their first release, their first official, yeah. Well, I guess they they put out all the uh, the B sides and all that was their last official release. Is that correct? No the um, the last the automatic box set was their last. Oh, okay, just a year ago. Yeah, I guess I mean non reissue release. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean there was a lot of new stuff on that. Automatic oh, box he's set. back! I, I no no no, I'm <laughs> just saying. Adam Scott is back. I wondered how long it would take no, for but, him to lock in. But those, there was a ton of like. Cool stuff unreleased? That stuff. I, I'd never heard. I don't. But know it about. is, it is a reissue. I guess I mean like uh, uh, non new re- stuff, new stuff. Yes. Yeah. So it's their first it's since been a, while, a long time. It's been a long time. So it's the first officially released uh, new stuff, um, and we're all very excited about uh, the release and listening yeah. to it. And you and I have both listened to it, and we are going to talk about it. It's a lot of material here. There's a lot of stuff. It's an eight. CD boxed sets along with the DVD I didn't get the DVD all I have is the MP3s I don't yeah I would love to see also I would love to see all the artwork and stuff because Chris Billheimer, I'm assuming did this and at well, least the cover is terrific we should get Chris Billheimer oh, yeah. on the show and maybe he should bring you know some like copies for us a thousand box sets I think I was trying to say earlier in the show we tried to get advanced copies from the band through Earwolf here did we try? we did try oh. turned down flat Really? Yeah, <laughs> not interested. Okay. Because we were going to cover it and try to get this episode out to you a little earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Along with the release. But um, in any case, we are going to be going through the uh, the uh, box set that just came out, but we need to take a break. How's that sound to you? Let's do her. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we will be talking about R.E.M. at the BBC. We will be right back after this. Hey Adam, we have new shirts. What? New shirts really? in the store. Which is, I love the shirts so far. For uh, are you talking REM, or Me? What's this one? <laughs> this one is uh, 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 replicates. You know those. You know those shirts that have the two hands that are sort of like intertwined coming Do from. I know those shirts. Yes, yes. I know. Okay, those the shirts. famous shirt. Yeah, we did a take on it where it's our famous auxiliary cord trick. Yeah, where it's. Uh, Uh, One of us offering the auxiliary cord to the other and then pulling it away. So – our most famous visual gag you from a podcast from a podcast that no one has seen it is just people have had to imagine it we now have a drawing of it so if you want a t-shirt that you have to explain to every single person you come in contact <laughs> and that is every t-shirt All that of we our are selling yes <laughs> but this one maybe even more maybe so maybe even more although i think most people would look at it and just go oh cool shirt yeah. much like the other one the other ones you need like a full explanation <laughs> yeah, you want a jet ski and, yeah 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 but uh these are available now over at Podswag, so uh, they're available now. They just came out today, so uh, head on over to Podswag.com and you can get those shirts. Some of our previous shirts, I think we still have shirts uh, available from uh, our previous shirts. Go check them out uh, and uh, be the first on your block and probably only person on your block to wear one of these <laughs> and have to constantly explain it to all of your friends. Have po- fun with that. Podswag.com. Bye. Welcome back. Are you talking REM? Or me? going to be talking about REM's uh, BBC box set that just came out. But before we get to that, by the way, Scott Ackerman here, Adam Scott over there. Hey, Did, you, you there? didn't say hello to uh, anyone other than me at the top of the episode. Anyone? Oh. You, a, any uh, shout outs you want to give? It's funny that you say that. Uh, yes. Yeah, actually, uh, I would like to say hello to uh, to my family. Sure. Okay. Who do we got? Uh, a bunch of them. I'd like to say hello to my friends. Great. I'd like to say hello to my fans. Mm-hmm. I would like to say hello to my non-fans. Sure. People who the haters? Uh, they don't care for me. Or my work. Actively dislike <laughs> you. Actively dislike me. I would like to say hello to you. Thank to you so Scott. much. Yeah. And I'm not part of any of those groups? Mm. We'll, we'll see. see. I'm not I'm not family, certainly. I'm not friends, no, certainly. No, 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 no. I'm not no, no, a fan no, of your work, certainly. Oh no, no, no. no. I feel like I'm in that other group, though, The, <laughs> the actively <activists>. dislike <laughs> and rooting against me. <laughs> yep. uh-huh. um, there have to be people out there who are like, "God damn it! When is he going to get his comeuppance?" <laughs> well, that guy, that guy deserves. I know there are for me. You do. You, you've of course, you've, yeah. uh, People this. who really begrudge uh, any success that huh? that I may have, and go, "He doesn't deserve uh-huh. this." You know, fuck. When is it my turn? Well, I, I'm i sure they're out there for me as well. <laughs> but you have such a, I, I don't want to say, uh, I guess, non-impactful career. <laughs> <laughs> Why would anyone have Why an opinion anyone? about it? <laughs> um, before we get to talking about R.E.M. of the BBC, which is the new box set, just came out a few weeks ago. I did, Adam. A hundred and four songs. That's too many. It's a lot. It's a lot. A hundred. That would be about right. Sure. But Why an extra four? four. Um, I do want to go through the uh, the old REM mailbag. Oh yeah, you want to take open, a trip through the REM mailbag? Yeah, let's open that sucker up, huh? We um, we've gotten even though we had sort of a cutoff of of mail where we said, oh, don't send us any more mail because we can't talk about it. We, the The mailbag has continued to fill. Wow, um, a lot of people still sending us stuff and uh, I love it. We can't go through them all. There's actually, I I I have it at home. This came like the day after our last episode and I took it home and I have uh, uh, transferred everything onto my computer and stuff, but I I, I was rushing out the door today because I was a, a wee bit late and I, yeah. I didn't bring the letter, but um, someone, and I, I swear I'll get that person's name at some point, but they, they sent uh, a, a zip drive full of reimaginings of all of R.E.M.'s uh, recent albums, like resequencings, uh, cut, cutting out choruses to make them shorter, like all it was really interesting. And you they mean did all the post Bill stuff. I think it was through like post Monster. It felt like you okay, know? okay. And it was re- and they retitled them to similar like down or um, uh, I'm trying to think of what another one would be like around the sun. It would be like you know. Near the sun, or so you know, just like slightly huh. off, and did album art and all this kind and of they stuff. They mailed this in. This is something they mailed this okay. in, and I took it home and I put it in my computer. And I haven't gone through all of them, but it was very interesting. It was really, it was a lot like what we would do of resequencing sometimes. But they went the extra mile of like literally trying to change some of the songs in order to make them shorter. Huh. Uh, it was really interesting, but I don't know that person's name, so I apologize. It, it was. It's been three months since we've done an episode, yeah. and in that time, I um, have Forgot probably the lost name. the letter. And did you listen? To I listened fish? to a little bit of okay. it, and I was I was fascinated by it, but I have not had time to really do a deep dive. But um, – so we're going to uh, – some of the stuff that's in front of me here, uh, uh, Shevin over there has uh, 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 sifted through some of the mail and, and given me some of the more um, – um, some of the items that took a little while to actually uh, achieve what they have. So I wanted to go through some of them. And, th- okay, this is, I'm going to lead with the most in- uh, incredible one. I don't I don't mean to judge them all in okay. terms of incredibleness, but uh, this has a lot in it. This is from uh, Richard Pepper. Richard Pepper, a fan from okay. Kansas City. He works at an art studio in downtown Kansas City named Imagine That, imagine that kc.org, hmm. which uh, wonderful artists, all of which have mental illness and or developmental disabilities. Um, they create art, finding new ways for them to express themselves creatively. Hmm. And uh, he uh, uh, sent us – first of all, sent us a nice booklet, uh four-page booklet of a, a lot of info talking about how our show has uh, – Uh, Both a U2 show. He was a huge U2 fan and and did not have any friends to talk about it with. Oh, that's cool. And our show uh, uh, came to him at a a certain point in his life where he needed a little pick-me-up, and it uh, helped him uh, get get back on his feet a little bit. That's awesome. So uh, you can read that. But um, that was really nice. But then he also – includes uh such things as he he a really wonderful artist he made a single for how does it feel when you're in rem which by the way do we have that song Oh, that's uh, so anywhere cool. right Ryan, uh, engineer ryan's over here his brow immediately furrowed <laughs> like where the fuck would that be <laughs> i know it's been a few months but if you can find it like uh, I would love he made a tangible so, so um, a tangible uh uh single for this now now i was like is there a cd inside Okay, inside there is a – there's this, which has liner notes, oh a little thing. Oh, my God. <clears throat> and then there's the sleeve, which uh, I was like, is there a CD? What's in here? You open it up, he made a, a, a fake single as well. Oh, my it's God. It's like very, very detailed, really incredible. Um, so that's produced by Don Gaiman, engineered by engineer Cody Cody, mixed <laughs> by Don Dixon. Yeah, a lot. Uh, some great fake credits. He also included. Uh, he much like us likes to. This is so cool. He like us likes to. Can I see uh, the rest of the yeah, single. Yeah. Here you go. He likes to take albums that are sort of he feels are um, need improvement and add bonus tracks and reshuffle the order, resequence. And so he included a lot of his resequencing for Rattle and Hum, uh, Actung Baby, uh, Pop, Songs of Experience. And uh, also uh, uh, he's a big Nine Inch Nails fan, I guess. So he uh, included the last three EPs. He put them into one album. Um, And so he included these with a lot of artwork. This is so great. Um, um, And, and I like that the B-side for how does it feel when you're in R.E.M. is White Tornado. <laughs> yes, which is our theme song, yeah. yes. He also included a this DVD awesome. of a 2005 uh, Cribs, uh, fake Cribs episode he made where he plays Bono. <laughs> that he really did make. He, Yeah, he made it. So wow. I haven't watched this yet, but uh, that's interesting. He included a cassette of uh, of something called Summerslam. I don't know what it is. Oh, and look at this. He made a little pop up of you talking you two to me, of us on stage. Whoa! Yeah, incredible stuff. This in- is and this guy has a a, a program where he he helps uh, he works with uh, uh, artists. Yes. Oh my! Yeah, in God. Kansas City. So uh, uh, check out that that. Um, Organization, because apparently in the letter he says, uh, you know, they don't get a lot of support. So what's uh, the organization? It's uh, it's right there in the uh, – uh, it's in black there, I believe. It's it called was. Imagine That and – it's at imaginethatkc.org. Kc.org. Imagine so I, I would suggest that you and I go take a little uh, website trip over Absolutely. there and check it out. This is incredible stuff from uh, Richard Pepper that he sent us. He also sent a an ad for the Us Festival in 1983. No way. Yeah, that That's you were actually went at. To. That's the one you went to. It's an original ad from uh, paper. Is there a place we could put up photos of this stuff? I yes we should uh, this let's, is unbelievable. Let's make some photos of all of this artwork and put it up with this episode because it's really like uh, this is that the pop up thing that he made is unbelievable. incredible. Some really great stuff. So thank you, Richard, yeah, thanks, uh, and man. we're happy to uh, happy that you have enjoyed the show and thank you so much for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Okay, the US Festival, nineteen eighty three. Returns to Glen Helen Park, Regional Park, San Bernardino, California. Is that where it was? You came all the way down to here to yeah. Glen Helen. I wow. remember when I breathing hurt because the smog was so bad. It's, do you remember the smog back then? It is. Uh, yeah, I do remember. And, and just Glen Helen in general is a pretty grim area. Yeah, um, I've been to several shows there. Including- day one. $20, $20 per, this is a place where you can, you can order tickets through the mail with this ad from a magazine, $20 <laughs> per day. $20 per day. How many days? Three? Wow. It's four days. Cause the, the next weekend there was one day of country music. Ooh. Uh, do you want to hear the lineup for the yeah. three days? Three days at the US Festival. And did you go to all three days? Uh, yes. And how yes. much of it do you remember? Um, I'll tell you the bands I remember. Okay, Saturday, May 28th, 1st. Ba- this It starts uh, like late morning in like around 11, 10, yeah, Like 11 a, Like a, a normal festival, I guess. Yes. <laughs> you want me to explain a uh, music festival? <laughs> yeah, sure. Divinals, Wall of Voodoo, Oingo Boingo, Flock of Seagulls, English Beat. I remember English Beat. Stray cats Stray cats is right when it got dark I totally remember that Men at work I totally remember that The clash We had gone back to our tent And gone to sleep Gone to sleep I was, You went night night I was for like the clash. nine years old Who uh, was about to break up But it was uh, dark And the clash It started getting like Turning into a very adult atmosphere I do ah, remember that A lot of people fucking <laughs> That's right uh, day two, Motley Crue, Joe Walsh, Ozzy Osbourne. I remember Ozzy Osbourne. It scared me. Uh, that was during the day. Judas Priest, Triumph, Scorpions, and then it ended with Van Halen. Wow. And I remember Van Halen, you could hear them. Uh, and I remember Eddie Van Halen trashing the clash. Oh, yeah, clashing He the said, trash. He said, he said the clash sucks or something like that. I remember that. And uh, what I like about this... This uh uh lineup is is that they do it thematically by types of music. So you could like if yeah. you could dip out on that There's day metal or vice day. versa, yeah. It's weird that Joe Walsh was on the metal day though. Well, he's sort of classic rock. I think it's more yeah. of the classic rock slash metal, yeah, yeah. Uh day 3 on Monday, May 30th starts with Berlin, then U2. There they are. Quarter Flash, Missing Persons, John Cougar, Stevie Nicks, The Pretenders and David Bowie. Wow. Do you remember any of them? Or did no you go? Home. Because we went home on this day, but I do remember that day Little Steven and the disciples of soul played. I guess they weren't booked yet when mm. this ad was made. Mm-hmm. We were backstage for that. Oh. Little Steven. Yeah, he had a you know, this is when he was not in the East Street Band anymore. That's right. Did you he, I I went to see uh, speaking to him. I went to see Springsteen on Broadway recently and he was the understudy for springsteen springsteen couldn't make it and he just came out and, and talked how, so he, how was it i don't know he just came out and played sun city 38 times wow that sounds really fun <laughs> <laughs> um so thank you to richard pepper um thank you Very going much. going through some more of the the mailbag uh josh uh borg Sent us uh, some stuff. He sent us a couple of CDs, and he also, I guess he was a uh, a production assistant on uh, the Run, Ronnie, Run movie when I made that out in Georgia. Oh, that's cool. And he sent the uh, script that Bob and David, the, the title page of the script that Bob and David both signed and wants me to sign it, and uh, I'm going to decide whether I'm going to do that let's or not. Let's set it on point. fire. Let's burn it. <laughs> yeah, Throw fuck it away. yeah. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> thank you to him. Um, oh, let's see. Who is this from? This is from... Trevor Robinson, Trevor Robinson sent us uh, a page out of something uh, called the 80s, according to Michael Stipe. And Michael Stipe wrote basically a little list of his favorite recordings from the 80s. I don't know if you've seen this, but uh, uh-huh. kind of interesting. from a magazine or something? It's from some sort of a book or a magazine. Um, so you have, uh, he lists any, uh, this is everything, his favorite recordings of the 1980s, um which is a decade which he does not seem to like other than musically. Um, anything by Arvo Part, he says. <laughs> Who's that? I don't know. It's just like his book of haikus that he was delivering. Right. Um, Mesopotamia by the B-52s. Fantastic. Okay. Uh, anything by the Cramps. All right. w- Wings of Desire soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Doolittles by the Pixies. Armed Forces by Elvis Costello and the Attractions from 1979, he lists, but uh, he just had to fit it in there, didn't he? Um, Fugazi, Margin Walker, Gang of Four, Songs of the Free, Miracle Legion, Surprise, 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 Billy Bragg, Talking with the Taxman About Poetry, Psycho Candy by the Jesus and Mary Chain. Anyway, a lot of stuff uh, cool. that I think uh, you would find interesting, so thank you to Trevor Robinson, Let's see. What oh, In My Tribe by 10,000 Maniacs. Yeah, inch. there he is. Rain Dogs, Tom Waits. Okay. Some good – oh, Sign of the Times, Prince. Yep. What Want do you me think? Want keep doing this? Yeah, I do. Did you listen to Sign of the Times, by the way? Since yeah. Since we it's, talked about it's it? It's very good. It's very good. Um, Andy Thompson from Michigan writes us and uh, says he's a big fan of the podcast and both of its iterations. Uh, he's talking about I Love Film and I Love Films. Um, and he also, similar to my story, was caught listening to The Dead Milkman's Life as Shit and by his father and was uh, chastised for it Um, and includes a couple of T-shirts that he made. So let's check these out. I want to show them to you. We have... Uh, here is a picture of Brian Eno, and oh, it says wow. "Old Sourpuss <laughs> wow. underneath, which is very nice. Where did these come from? <clears throat> he made these. Oh. uh, And then we also have... Uh, The Scary one t shirt, <laughs> it's the monster logo, uh, with and it says the scary one and then Harry underneath. That's great, a couple of t shirts. So, thank you so that's much, so cool for those. And one last thing we have Ari Dinero. De Denero. De uh, what do you think? Uh, is uh, uh, Ari he or a she? I wonder what should I say? They, I'll just say they, that's how we take care of it these days. They write and say that they uh, uh, really liked the April Richardson um, Scary One episode and uh, was uh, really stoked to hear us discuss zine making. Oh, cool. Uh, and uh, included three copies of a zine that they made uh, about Harry oh and wanted us to have them and to give one to April. So next time I see April, uh, so cool. I will give that to them. So a lot of uh, really great – Uh, artists and this is so great you guys thank you very much thank you so much it brightens our day uh, for the five minutes that we look at these things before they go in the old uh, circular file (laughs) (laughs) what the trash can (laughs) (laughs) no of course we're gonna treasure these forever uh, I've already just talked about someone who sent us something that has been sitting on my desk for months now at this point. The, yeah. The, so of course we keep all these. Thank you to all of our listeners. We have even more than that. Maybe we'll talk about it if we ever do another episode after this. Yeah. Um, but thank you to everyone who sent stuff. It, uh, really means the world to us that you, really uh, enjoy this show. So thank you so much. Um, I think we have to take another break. Yeah, bro. Um, let us do that. And when we come back, we are going to be talking exclusively about the band Harem and their recent release, "Harem at the HeBC. Uh, we will be right back with more, uh, Are You Talking to R.E.M., Remy. Yeah. Hey, Adam. Uh, Yeah. I know I talk about it in the body of the show, but I wanted to do a little ad here for PCAS Blast. Oh, yeah, please. PCAST Blast 2018, the second year. We had a ball doing it last year. Yeah. It's basically what it is. Does that is, mean a good or bad time? I, it, I had a testicle.
1: Oh, we oh, 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 doing,
0: doing it. Yeah. How this came about was- yeah. Uh, I wanted to do like an end of the year Comedy Bang Bang show right. at the Ace Hotel where we had a, a great uh, show there a, a few years back on the Comedy Bang Bang tour. But I thought like, you know, what would be cooler is if I got a lot of my favorite podcasts and we just did an all day thing. Uh-huh. So we did it the first time last year. It was awesome. Uh I had a really good time. And so this year uh, I wanted to do it with all new shows, different shows uh, other than Comedy Bang Bang. So it's a Comedy Bang Bang show. With uh, myself and Paul F. Tompkins and Lauren Lapkus and then other special guests. But the uh, supporting shows are the Andy Daly Pilot uh, Podcast Project. Great. Andy Daly, amazing, and is going to do one of his uh, favorite characters for this. Uh, We also have- Which which one? Do you know? uh, I do know, but I I cannot say. He is- God damn it, that guy's funny. So then we also have Doughboys- Uh, with uh, uh, Mitch and Nick. Oh, cool. uh, Reviewing restaurants. We have Throwing Shade, uh, which is a great show. Uh, We have Off Book. I'm really excited about this. Off Book, the improvised musical. Oh, that's Um, cool. They're going to improvise a musical with a piano player and band right on stage for you. Fun. With a special guest. Uh, and we have uh, Teacher's Lounge, which is one of the funniest shows uh, on Stitcher Premium um, with awesome. uh, Big Grande, uh, Drew Tarver, and everyone there. Oh, are yeah. so funny. Drew's so funny. So uh, that is a really good lineup. This is Saturday, December 15th at the Theater at the Ace Hotel here in L.A. Tickets are still available, but they're going to sell out. So uh, get them uh, while you can. I think there are still VIP tickets available where you can meet all, everyone from the Earwolf family. Uh, I wouldn't recommend that one. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, just, you're gonna be awkward, I'm gonna be awkward, let's just take a pass, just get a normal ticket. Um, So go buy tickets, uh, you, you can get them at the Theater at the Ace Hotel website, go check it out, bye! Bye. Hey Adam, yeah. Um, new podcast alert. What? Yeah, this is the sound that when a new podcast alert comes out. Weet, weet Uh, Conan O'Brien, you know Conan, yes. don't you? Yeah, you've been on his show. Yes. How many times? I don't know, but I love me some Conan. Isn't that interesting? That uh, it, it, what a career milestone it probably was the first time, and now you're like, I was. Who even knows how many so times I've been nervous? On? Yeah. Oh my god. He and Letterman. It was uh, definitely a uh, uh, an event, an in event my life. for you to get on one that I have not achieved. Uh, for either of them, but, uh, you know, oh. I mean, <laughs> I was on the Seth Meyers show. Not that you you want to be on either of those shows. So. Why? Hey, it's, not, it's not something you want or need. It's little Not little... something I want? No. <laughs> you don't care. <laughs> um, well, anyway, he has a new podcast out. Oh, that is so exciting. Yes, just came out this week. Um, and he was on uh, Bang Bang to talk about it. And it, sound, it literally sounds... Fascinating. Sometimes you have to promote something that's like, oh yeah, maybe that'll be yeah, good or whatever. Yeah. But th- it sounds so interesting. Uh, I, I really want to hear it. Um, so what, is, what? What's the idea? Okay. What? So he has a new podcast coming to Earwolf. Conan O'Brien needs a friend, and yeah. as he described it to me, he. Uh, has had people on his show so often that and and we related on this because this happens to me too or happened to me with the TV show you'd have someone on the on the couch and you talk to them for me I would talk to them for a good 6 hours yeah um because it took a while to film mine sure. uh, but for Conan you know he's talking to them for whatever but yeah. you think to yourself like I like this person so much. I bet we could be friends. Yeah. And then they get up and they walk away yeah. and, <laughs> yeah. you, and and they don't become your friend. So yeah. that happened to me several times on the show where I was like, oh, man. I And, and because I have, you know, social anxiety or whatever, I could never say uh, like, hey, could I get your email or whatever, right. you know, and uh, – so they just get up and they walk away. So what Conan wanted to do is have a podcast where he goes and, and tries to make friend like real friendships with yeah. these people. So he hangs out with some of the favorite guests from his show. His first guest is Will Farrell, who is just a delight. Um, and, uh, so that, that's incredible. Upcoming guests, uh, include Wanda Sykes, Kristen Bell, and your buddy, uh, uh Nick Offerman. Yeah. Who, uh, had a famous drop on our show saying that you're not funny. Um, Conan also answers all the questions callers are dying to know, like the secret to his hair and his favorite Star Wars prequel (laughs) – um, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to listening I, to this. This sounds this is exciting. I cannot wait. Uh, in the first episode with Will Ferrell, they talk about the last time Conan was on stage with Ron Burgundy, how Twitter makes them feel, in that one lifetime movie that Mill uh, Will rather made with Kristen Wiig. Did you see that? I did. Way? I had it on my DVR forever, and I never saw. It's, it, but I, is it's it good? Great. It's great. Check out the first episode of Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend with Will Ferrell in your favorite podcast app and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Welcome back. Are you talking R.E.M. me? Getting in just uh, under the wire of uh, November. And um, do you have Thanksgiving plans, Adam? Yes. Do cool. you? Uh, no. All right. Well, uh, by the way, uh, in case I forget to do it at the, at the end of the show, yeah. fans of this show, uh, uh w- We'll be interested in a little festival that – this is the second year that I put it together, the PCAST Blast here in Los Angeles, podcast, live podcast festival. yeah. I heard about that. December 15th at the theater at the Ace Hotel, we have Comedy Bang Bang, which is my other show, uh, with myself, Lauren Lapkus, Paul F. Tompkins, many special guests. Right. Uh, we have the Andy Daly Podcast Pilot Project. Andy Daly has been on uh, our U2 show several times, and uh, he has something really cool uh, uh, scheduled and planned for that. Uh, we also have Doughboys, Throwing Shade, Off Book, The Improvised Musical, and Teacher's Lounge. All of that on for one ticket. You can see all of those shows, and it's uh, really fun. We did it last year. It was super fun. Uh, so come out to the PCAST Blast 2018, Saturday, December 15th, at the theater at the Ace Hotel here in Los Angeles, California. Will you be there, Adam? Sure, I'll go. Sounds cool. Yeah, it is cool. Yeah. Um All right. We should get to it, huh? Yeah. What are you typing over there? I <laughs> <nothing>. I'll <laughs> stop. Can you hear that? A little bit. But okay, what, what, is, is it is it cool? What are you are you it's writing, really writing cool. the Great American Novel? Yeah. <laughs> what do you got so far? Can you read back any of it? Sure. This is this is what I've written so far in this email. Okay, thanks. What would we be looking at for a? And then that's as for a. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. What yeah. would we be looking at? I don't know what Incredible. we would, That's why I'm asking. <clears throat> All right, we have to get to it. Let's talk about hariyam at the Hebe Hebe. Yeah. Uh, this. Let's talk about uh, generally what it is first. I don't have the uh, the Wikipedia in front of me, but I will look it up right now. But um, this is an eight-CD set, and uh, it has, pr- uh, I believe, the entirety of uh, R.E.M.'s output that was broadcast upon the BBC radio network yeah. out there in uh, merry old England. Yeah. This... It, but it, it, the, the actual th- – and it's 104 songs like we said. The actual thing is weird because it's not really in any order. It is. I, I figured out what the order is. Do you oh, want to know yeah. what the order is? Please do. I'm going to pour a little bit. Of, I poured water into my coffee glass, and I got a little coffee-flavored water. And that's hey. uh, How's this ah, one? Is it, it sure that sounds just, great. That's just pure water. <laughs> oh. Okay, here's the order. It's eight CDs, and I figured out – I was at first glance, you're like – What the fuck? They're jumping around from year to year? What is it? Okay, here's what they do. Disc one, they lead with, and this is like the prime stuff. This is in the uh, uh, shortened version of this. If you only buy like a two CD set of this, this this is like the entirety of disc one. So this is like the crown jewels. Okay. Okay. This is what they lead with. This is the everything that REM did exclusively in recording sessions for the BBC without an audience there. So, so okay. all of disc one does not have an audience. It's oh, all it's all like pristine recordings of these songs without people clapping over it, without cl- crowd noise, like the John Peel session and stuff. Is so not- it's uh, you you have. It starts off with a uh, session from nineteen ninety one where they do six songs. Then they do a John Peel session from ninety eight where they do four songs. Then they do uh, 2003. They have a couple of songs from there. They have a couple of uh, songs from 2003 from a different session, and then uh, it closes out with a couple of songs from 2008. Okay. So that's that's chronological of all of their stuff without crowd noise over it. That Got was recorded it. exclusively for it. Okay. Then disc two is an hour, and it is. Um, it is a another session just recorded for the BBC, like in their studio, but it does have a crowd okay. there. Okay. Okay. So that, and that's from 1998, um, and so that is all songs that they're doing, like they're in the studio, but a, a crowd is there, and there's like you know people, people, uh, yes, yelling and and cheering and all that kind of stuff. Then the next six discs are chronological of concerts that REM was already doing that BBC just broadcast. Does that make sense? Yes, yeah, so they were just, yeah, because there's the monster show that's like at a, so it starts, an arena. Yeah, so it starts with 1984. All the, it goes all the way back to 1984 for yeah. uh, a show in England that the BBC just like broadcast live while it was happening. Then it goes to uh, two discs of uh, the monster yeah. from 95, which was, they were they were in an arena uh, then it goes to uh, them, their Glastonbury. their Glastonbury for two discs in 1999, and then the very last one is a live concert that they did in a church uh, in 2004. And that is the, I guess they, they probably, they just did that one exclusively for the BBC, yeah, but it was in good. it, but it was in, it wasn't in their yeah. recording studio. So I think they did it in this. So does that make sense yeah, to you? Totally. Yeah, totally. I'm so glad you figured that because I thought it was such a bizarre. Such a bizarre, yeah. like it went all over the place in terms of you. But it really doesn't now. Yeah. Okay. All so right. knowing that, um, let's talk about, we we both have listened to the entirety of this. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. I believe I may have dipped out on the last disc. I didn't listen to the entirety of okay. Losing My Religion. Oh, yeah, yeah, Any yeah. surprises on that one? Because Losing My Religion, I think they have six versions of on yeah, this or something. you don't. I didn't need to hear. No. no, I, no. I was kind of like, you know what? You're good. I'm probably good on You're Losing good. My Religion, right? Yeah. So uh, what do we think about uh, f- coming from a true Harry Am super yeah. fan— is this a treasure trove? Is this uh, a little bit of chaff with the wheat? What do, what do we have? Um, it's a, a a little bit of of everything. I mean, I you know, for a lot of it, that like the the opening um, disc with the from ninety one with all the unplugged stuff. It's very similar There's to. There's six songs from ninety one. Yeah, th- it's very similar to unplugged the bingo handjob stuff it's yes. from that era where they were where they promoting were like out of time kind of acousticky yeah. uh Although what's good about these six songs is there's no crowd noise, so it's just pristine. These mm-hmm. pristine versions of like "Love Is All Around," mm-hmm. which previously we've only had with people cheering over it. Well, there. Oh no, there is the studio version. Yeah, of it. yeah. but you know it it is great because that's a really great period for them when they're redefining themselves as this like acoustic folk band. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're great. They're great versions. Um, so six songs of them doing basically their sort of coffee shop acoustic setup. Yeah. Uh, of stuff from Out of Time. Yeah. <coughs> um, then it, it flashes forward seven years, and you have four songs from the Up era, which are with a full band. Yeah. You have Walk Unafraid, Day Sleeper, Lotus, and At My Most Beautiful. Uh-huh. Pretty standard versions of what they were doing. Yeah, it was from that same era. Um have we had much live stuff officially released from that era? I don't- I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I don't know that I've heard a lot of it. So so that was kind of interesting. I know I have that one MTV concert they did that Dave Holmes was talking yes. about. Yes, I do have that. I bought a promotional CD. I found it somewhere. Right. So I do have these songs from that same era, which right. are good. I, I like hearing those up songs right when they were fresh and they were opening up. Live, I I, So it's the live versions without crowd noise, so these are, it's good to hear those. Right. Uh, Then from 2003, which I think was, it must have been their Best of R.E.M. tour, right? Yes. You have Bad Day, Orange Crush, Man on the Moon, and Imitation of Life. Yeah. um, Which are cool versions of that. Yeah, that was a, uh, for being a, you know, them touring a Best of album, which was, uh, I think, a little bit of a, a, potentially, correction, a or? potentially cringy moment for fans like oh, right. you're touring a Best Of album. Yeah. Um, it was – they were playing so well um, that it more than justified the uh, tour and these are all great versions. That would be a great spin off of Justified. More than Justified. More than Justified. Who would it be about? Who on Justify? Well, I hope it would be about Timothy Oliphant, who, by the way, I saw at a party recently. I had a very nice uh, conversation with him right. where we talked about uh, being a, a, a fellow contributors to the morning show at Indy 1031, which is how oh, Comedy yeah, Bang, Bang Bang sports, He did sports, he? did sports, yes. Right. And I was like – I said, hey, I have to say – it was one of those like celebrity encounters where I was talking to him. I think I talked to him for like a good two minutes before I realized who he was. Yeah. But once I did realize who he was, I was like, oh, hey, I got to tell you. And it was one of those things where I, I feel like he was like, oh, boy, what? You love Justified? You right. love whatever? Right. I was like, we both were on the Indy One morning show. Right. And his face lit up, and and we talked for like 20 minutes about it, about how fun it was being on it. That he so he was happy that he didn't have yeah. to talk about, talk about justin yeah. too yeah yeah <laughs> yeah anyway uh nice dude uh okay and then disc- I did love justified though oh, that was yeah, a great, great show yeah disc one closes with a couple this was really interesting Ooh, so from 2008 yes. from the accelerate uh promotional times two acoustic yeah versions One of the uh, Supernatural Super Serious, which is the only acoustic version of that song I've ever heard. See, this is the first, for me, the first moment on this where I was like, ooh, here's a gem. Yes, Mm -hmm. something I've – because like I said on the Accelerate episode, they released all these videos uh, of them busking leading up to the release of Accelerate um, and them playing all of the Accelerate songs acoustically just in front of storefronts and stuff. And those so, videos have all been scrubbed. They're gone. They're disappeared as well as those versions. So of so all the episodes this, of Scrubs. Yeah, I know. They've all been scrubbed. Uh, do you, can I get the thing yeah. so I can hear this? There you go. Fuck <laughs> you. Um, so yeah, let's hear a little bit of the supernatural, super serious. The acoustic—it sounds like bongos. Maybe in my memory, it sounds like bongos. I listened to it this morning. In your memory, it sounds like bongos. <laughs> doesn't everything <laughs> in your memory sound? Yep. like bongos? It's just completely like. Okay, here we go. Oh really? Here we go, or here we don't go. It's waiting for your Wi-Fi to help it out here. Why? Why does it need to be on Wi-Fi? It doesn't. Oh,
1: because you're streaming. Yes. Okay. Everybody here comes from somewhere That they would just as soon forget In disguise At the summer camp where you volunteer No one saw your face, no one saw your fear If that apparition had just arrived And sheer humiliation (coughs) of the teenage station. Nobody.
0: Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, a different take on that. Uh, a new take on an old favorite. I love it. Love it, love it. Uh, and then the second song from that session um, oh yeah, is, uh, uh, now, we played a, a little bit of this on a previous episode, but when I played it on this episode, I realized, oh, the sound quality is really bad on yeah. it, because I think that I must have taped it off of the computer somehow or something or, or or I got an MP3 from someone who did that for whatever reason it sounded so for like whatever shit. reason it, yeah it sounded kind of like shit so I was like uh, happy to see that there's a crystal clear version of it uh, on, on this set it is uh, their cover of the editor's song Munich which can you play a little bit of that yeah you'd probably have to turn it up as well okay there we go yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm so glad I found this. I'm so glad I did. I'm so glad that I found this. I'm so
0: Email, Sam? Yes. We should make it clear that's not on the recording. To Sorry about that.
1: You'll speak when you're spoken to.
0: So that's when pretty cool. That's great. Did you ever like editors? Or I never got into editors. I but was into it, them because yeah. of uh, that sort of early 2000s. Interpol yeah. slash kind of Strokesy, you know, I was like super, return to Joy Division y yeah. sounds and stuff. I was super into the strokes. What was that, man? I need to turn off these <laughs> alerts. Notifications. Yeah. Um, but I never got into uh, editors. editors. Yeah, but so, I, lo- I still love The Strokes. So that was uh, uh, R.E.M. returning the favor because editors did a version of Orange Crush. Uh, similarly, oh. I believe... <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> I got to turn <laughs> shit up. Just unplug it or something. Uh, uh, they, they were uh, returning the favor. Editors did Orange Crush and talked about how influential R.E.M. was to them. And I believe uh, I, at the time, 2000 and, you know... 6 or or what have you not a lot of people talking about REM as an influence so i yeah. think i think it was uh, from what i could tell it was very nice for REM to hear like some someone who yeah. was in you know in the major music news at the time especially in um, great britain talking about them as an influence so they uh, did a cover of their song which is weird because if you do listen to early strokes it just it sounds Like, they were certainly influenced by early REM stuff, you know, all that. Especially if you barely know any other music other than REM. (laughs) (laughs) That's not true. (laughs) Um, So, you know what's weird? Is this next- Oh, Yankovic? This next John Peel session, is it the same one as the one from before or is it No, this is one with an audience. So, this is like a complete, they do an hour, they do 13 songs with an audience present, like, in the studio- uh, like it sounds like about 50 people or, or something. Do you want to uh, play they, – they start with Losing My Religion. Do you want to play a little bit of that so you can Maybe hear? New Test Leopard just because it's yeah, okay. kind of a different – Yeah, so this is from 98, and uh, this is – uh, Yeah, it sounds like about, I don't know, do quite a few 150 hundred and people maybe. Yeah, something science. like that. Uh, and maybe 170, 160. Uh, I think it's no more than uh, 150. Was, uh, no, it's 160. a 160. So are you wait? Are you counting the ten people out to the side of the stage? I was. No. Oh no no those? no! I'm oh, saying okay. in the actual audience. <laughs> okay, one fifty.
1: <150. laughs>
0: so. So the other. So they did like two John Peel sessions in one year. In one year, yeah. They, one was on October twenty five, and oh, same day. So they did, basically, they did, when they were there in England, they did, like, a John Peel session in the studio, and then they did this, uh... Concert. Like, concert kind of thing. Weird. So the the sound quality on this is not as no. good as the... So I think it's that's... weird. That's why disc one is, like, the major, you know, like, this is the good stuff. I mean, this barely sounds like soundboard. It sounds like it's almost... It's very echoey. Yeah. Let's see if any other songs sound better, like... You want to try Perfect Circle? Yep.
1: All right, we're going to dig way back into the Pleistocene era before anyone even imagined that the- This is a
0: full concert, too. It's pretty long. This- it's an hour. I wouldn't say it's a full concert, but you know, usually concerts that I go to are, you know, three, four hours. I only see Bruce Springsteen. You only go to Bruce Springsteen in Pink Floyd concerts. <laughs> It's nice to hear them do "Perfect Circle" yeah. at a time when they weren't doing a lot of old stuff. Yeah, yeah. It does it still kind of sounds distant, pretty weird. pretty far away? Okay, so that that disc is uh, sort of a miss uh, for me. Yeah, I mean, I like the the playing, but it it well, is like it doesn't sound great. little Muffet. Yeah, it's a miss. Um. <laughs> All right, so disc three. Then uh, this is the the stretch of uh, concerts that the BBC uh, broadcasts. So this goes all the way back to 1984, and this is what a period. This huh? is pretty great. This is some good shit. So Do you want this, me to just play the first song here? Yeah, just play it. So this is a full hour of them just like tearing Hi, through. Pete here, but this week's in concert, which comes Hi. from Rock City, in Hi, Narnia, and stars those boys from Athens. Georgia, those boys and from Athens, Georgia. This sounds good too. Well, well, it sounds like vocals, okay. yeah. The good, see, the good thing about this set, though, is is like it replaces. A lot of people have had these, just basically like off of tapes, like they they tape yeah. recorded it. Yeah, I remember when I was young. K-Rock did a uh, Halloween concert of Oingo Boingo that I taped off the radio. Yeah. And I had it for years and years, and then, uh, you know, I've had now uh, the—I have it on MP3, you know, and they do a lot of unreleased songs, like I Was a Teenage uh, Monster and stuff. And, um, you know, it's just kind of great to get, like, a real version of it. Yeah. Oh, God. You know. And I think— don't they release like on Reckoning or Murmur the deluxe edition has like one of these concerts as well Mm -hmm. it's kind of great and then they played like um uh, Fables songs that hadn't been released yet it's like they were brand new songs at the time yeah so this is from November 21 1984 um so this is Auctioneer before it was oh there you go he just says it right there Pretty, so, pretty cool pretty cool and you know what I love about this period too is like you you look at the track listing they close with carnival of sorts boxcars which yeah. is like all the rest of them because they're post out of time they close with you know end of the world as yes. we know it or losing my religion or man on the moon yeah. you know this is back before they had any hits and they're yeah. like hey let's close with our earliest song yeah. <laughs> um, so great so great to hear them just you know ripping it up, yeah uh, in the early '80s. Um, so that's a fun disc. So it's interesting that it is followed by so then they jump like massively forward in time to 1995 to the monster tour. Yeah, and this is just as big as they ever got. Here it is in a giant arena. So exactly 10 years later, 11 years. This sounds like um, about 170 people. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So, this is two discs because they... So played for, show. yeah, they played for almost two hours. Um, and what I what I thought was really interesting about this, because I haven't heard any of the concerts from the Monster. Yeah. Did you go see these shows, the Monster a, tour? A few times, yeah. So what I really liked about it was hearing some of their, so, so their, you know, the Monster, we've talked extensively about the Monster album, the, the scary one. one, about the sound of it. Yes. I love it when a band goes out and does a tour and then does some of their older songs with the new sound. Yeah. So uh, Drive was the first one. They do a monster arrangement of Drive. Can we hear a little bit of that uh, with the loud guitars and everything? Yeah. They did this at the MTV Awards too. Did they now? Yeah.
1: All right, here's another song.
0: Muscular version of yes. this, yeah. On the MTV Awards, they did Everybody Hurts and then like kicked into this and surprised everybody. Oh, wow! Why and do they, I, by I the way, I was there actually. I got to go. Why do they call when things have loud guitars, they call it muscular? I don't know, you just called it that. I know, but it's, it's like, like when a David, think, that's like a David Frick type, David Frick and Frick. His I know. like adjectives for yeah, muscular, angular. Yeah. It's I like, lo- come on, I love his. When he writes about music like that. I don't think it's, um, it's, it's, but it, when you think about it, it's like, what? Like, just because it's like, because Brow! that's it's a muscle louder. Yeah. <laughs> um, and their Try Not to Breathe is pretty great. Yeah, let's too. hear that. I love having this Monster show. Because um, previously, there wasn't, re- they haven't really put yeah. one they to, out. Well, they haven't done a reissue of Monster yet. Yeah. so... Yeah, so definitely it's pretty great. So yeah, it, it definitely um, not having heard any of this era live. It was, uh, it was cool, I right? enjoyed these two. Uh, and you know, what? I, I I like it when a band, um, when they're still when they come out and they're they're not. Um, here's here's what happens when a band has been together. A band has been together for a long time. Uh, before the tour starts, they go into rehearsals. They do like maybe a week yeah. of rehearsals, right? And a lot of bands, when they've been together for a long time, they are so either sick of being around each other or they're just like, they don't want to rehearse for a long time. They just slip into the old arrangement, whatever worked yes. on previous tours. Yes, You find that, like, honestly, I feel like Radiohead, they were experimenting with uh, songs up until, like, Hail to the Thief, every single time you saw them, they would be experimenting uh-huh. with how to, how to do old songs, how uh-huh. to do new songs, and then it seemed like after that, every time you see them, they just do the old arrangement. It kind of, of me now? Yeah, it's kind of a little uh, – so, like, anytime you hear them slip into everything in its right place, it's like, oh, he's going to do the thing right, with the right, thing, right, you right. know? So I really – and I'm not saying that every single time you see a band, they should be, like, doing kind of, like, long, fishy jam sessions, no, you know, like to- – make it a little different yeah Neil really Finn would fun. always do that like every time you'd see him you'd be like suddenly in the middle of a song they would go into these improvisational yeah. you know guitar stuff the boys from Liverpool are pretty good about that too the um you too you too um, so yeah so I, I really enjoyed these two discs hearing them sort of not just slip into alright let's get the old mandolin out for yeah, yeah, yeah. you know like them, them saying no. Where this is the band we are right now. Yeah. Um. Oh, get up. They play get up, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um. I love this version of strange currencies. It's really cool. I, yeah. I love having this show. So good shit. Yeah. Those two hits. Hits, bro. All right. So then, moving on to discs six and seven. These are from 1999. The Up Tour. Uh, this is uh them headlining Glastonbury, yeah, this is long for being a just a festival show, I, I was surprised at how long this is yeah, they played uh this is ninety five minutes yeah so uh and and is there some sort of story about Glastonbury where they were like i don't think it's it's this particular one this, I think it was later on where like, where they came out and just like did hit and hit hit after hit it's it's in that that book. Mm-hmm. Um, the REM, like the book I didn't the, listen, encyclop- encyclopedia? the encyclopedia one that you no sent not me, that not that one the, not, the talk it, about the passion not it crawls from the south not talk about the passion the one it's just called REM it's like a a narrative hmm. of their whole yeah I th- yeah I, I think I threw that away yeah um, so. <laughs> Uh I would have to dig it up, but I don't think it's this. I think it's later on. Right. Okay. But anyway, so this is uh them headlining Glastonbury with the Up Tour. These two discs are okay. You're not what crazy you? about them. I, uh, you know, I'm trying to remember. Recorded pretty well. Yeah, it sounds good. They do sweetness follows, which is cool. That's cool. What what is what are you thinking? Uh, it, does it sound like they're because at this point they had a lot of people on stage playing? Yeah, yeah. Does this is not sound? my favorite era, I guess yeah. I would say. Uh, they do play Cuyahoga. Uh-huh. I enjoy that. Does it sound too like there's too much happening? Um, well, I, I think it's more song selection for me. Okay. You know, okay. they're doing they're doing you know they did Lotus what's right. the frequency Kenneth is the so year fast year's so now you know small, it's just kind of like
1: and start to cry.
0: the apologist yeah wake up bomb you know stuff yeah. like that not that. Just, yeah not stuff. my favorites got it but it's recorded well yeah it sounds good what's which one is this sweetness follows ah good Cool. I don't, I don't think that this was played live that much from yeah. what I remember. I don't know. Um, so it's cool to have this stuff. Yeah. And then the final disc, disc eight, is uh, in a church in London um, from 2004. Now, this is the um, Around the Sun yeah, tour. a tough era here. Tough era. I listened to this this morning, um, and uh, some, some things of note. We have, uh, uh, they announce it that they're playing a lot of new songs, mm-hmm. um, and so they do a lot of stuff from Around the Sun, which is interesting to hear some of these live. Sounds a lot better. Yeah. We never went through R.E.M. Live, the actual album R.E.M. Live, which yeah, we is never do. from we'll, the Around the Sun maybe, era. Yeah, maybe we'll do uh, an episode about that. This someday. is Boy in the Well, which is one of the songs I thought was really good from Around the Sun. Opens up a bit live. Right. They play I Wanted to Be Wrong, which you I like, like I Wanted to Be Wrong. Uh, they play Aftermath. Oh, yeah. Which sounded ha- pretty good. Getting Aftermath live was a big treat. Oh, yes. Me. Oh, and uh, of note here, track five, Ebo the Letter, has a special guest. They say, we want to ask a special guest to come out. And I mm-hmm. thought it was going to be old Patti Smith herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom York from Radiohead, from the aforementioned Radiohead, comes out oh. and sings the, uh, sings the Patti Smith part on that. So cool to get that in good condition yeah leaving new york sounds pretty good I i like this
1: yeah it's
0: just more life in these songs live than than on that album yeah Should we see how this Ebo the Letter with Tom York? Yeah, yeah, let's play a little bit of that one with uh, good old Tommy Y. Ooh, they play Around the Sun live. It's a tough one.
1: Around the Sun. And stars, some of them surprise. Bus ride, I went to write this for you this letter. Fields of poppies, little pearls. All the boys and all the girls, sweet toothed each and every one of I said, your name. I wore it like a badge of teenage film stars. Hash bars, cherry masks, and tinfoil tiaras. Dreaming of Maria Collis, wherever she is. The spay thing, I don't get it. I wrap my hand in plastic to try to look through it. Maybe me nice, so the girl is born loose. I can take you far, the star thing. I don't get it.
0: Yeah, I'll take you. All right, thanks, Tom. Great. <laughs> no, it's good, it's good. It sounds cool. <laughs> that big lead up <laughs> yeah alright see you, that's Tom right. thanks for coming out <laughs> what if that's it they, they throw him off the stage <laughs> alright get the fuck out of here GTFO Tom hey. he does uh, some ad libs at the end just uh, he finally gets up in his uh, higher register mm. Um. <clears throat> now there's a DVD included uh Uh, called uh, Accelerating Backwards, um, which we don't have because we only have the MP3 version. Yeah, what is it? Um, What is it? I don't know. It's got 13 (laughs) songs on it. It doesn't say what it is. And then it also has later with Jules Holland with Presents REM and then uh, some bonus videos. So uh, that's on the DVD, which neither of us have. So, oh well. REM, you want us to review it? Send us a copy. Yeah, well, let's... I'm trying to, um, to, uh, yeah, you had to put on your glasses to figure out what you're trying to do? To, I'm just trying to find it on, uh, find out what uh, what's on it, what's on the DVD. Here. Yeah, on the Wikipedia, it doesn't really say what's on it. It just kind of gives it a title. Um, so uh, as far as my review goes... I wouldn't say that I liked listening to it as much as, like, say, Live at the Olympia. Uh Uh-huh. But I did enjoy, uh, uh, out of the 104 songs, I enjoyed listening to uh, 30 or 40. You know, like, I was like, oh, this is cool for about 30 or 40. 30 or 40 songs? Yeah. 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 Yeah, you know the rest of it was like, oh yeah, another version of losing my yeah, religion. Yeah, yeah. yeah more, yeah. more of this. Oh, I'm not really, I don't care about that song. But for like thirty or forty of it, I was like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, um, you know what I was missing from it was uh, uh, the Green Era. I wish they had yeah. represented the Green Era. On but it. that's w- that's uh, what's interesting about or these document. these uh, just throw in everything that they have types of sets. Just they never went out to England to uh, be on the BBC those years, so uh, it's good to have everything. Although it feels like an incomplete document, uh, pardon the pun. Of (laughs) (laughs) I mean, come on, it was just sitting there. I had to. Um, It would be cool for REM to put out a like REM Live box set where it was like a concert from every every year. Hopefully they'll do that at some point. Yeah. So the DVD features a 60 minute retrospective of RAM's entire BBC career called Accelerating Backwards. Oh, so it's like goes from Accelerate all the way back to early. It says it's a film previously only aired in the UK, never before available for purchase. There's also the band's complete later with jewels. I like how Holland. that's that's a like a selling point. Like, hey, this only aired for free. You've never been able <laughs> now to buy you can it. Pay for it. It's also a Jules Holland episode from 98 and appearances on shows like Top of the Pops. I wish that there was a a Jules Holland style show here in America. What is that show? Is it just a They were airing uh, it on BBC America for a while. It was so great and then they stopped airing it, but it's basically Jules you know Jules Holland yeah, from Squeeze. Yeah. So he um it Oops, was Squeeze, it's so yeah. cool. He basically has four or five bands or musicians on. And it's on like a circular stage. It opens up with the biggest band of the night playing a song live, right? Yeah, yeah. Then it pans over to Jules Holland, who's like to the the right or the left. And he goes, and now let's hear from this band. And then it like just pans over to the right again. And there's the other band right next to the other band. And they launch into a song. And and he just it goes around on this circular stage and he just like goes and now this person and then they all play and sometimes they all play together and, and they like they have like awesome bands yeah right? oh yeah it's you know you got you know incredible people on that and they'll they'll mix it up in intriguing combinations um, and it's just like a, a show for music lovers and a show for live music lovers. Did you know Squeeze has a complete BBC sessions uh, record as well? I did, and I have it. Ooh. Um, Squeeze greatest hits. Pretty great. Well, I mean, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong with, uh, uh, you know, their forty fives and under singles, forty fives and under. That's yeah. What about the? Look, they had an album in two thousand seventeen. Yeah, is it good? uh, Look, I love Squeeze. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, forty fives and under is not on Apple Music. See, this is, and I. By the way, I've gotten a lot of uh, people writing in saying. You're smart to actually own physical copies of the music because this is what they do with Apple Music and Spotify. They just take shit down. Um, like uh, even even with movies, like FilmStruck is going away. That is crazy. And 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 Kulop, by the way, was saying, "Hey, why don't you just get FilmStruck? Why do you get the Criterion Blu-rays?" And it's because of stuff like this. Like where you know they can just take shit down suddenly. It is crazy that FilmStruck is going away it physical physical media is is the way to go if you can afford it. I know not everyone can, you know, afford to buy a bunch of stuff, but um, that's that's the the real fear in the streaming era is just where's all the yeah, stuff going to go? You know. Um already it's been, you know, there's so much stuff that was on VHS that will never get transferred to DVD or Yeah. Anyway, what a bummer to end this show on, huh? It's all it's all going to go away. It's all going to go up in a puff of Ash and smoke. I mean, our entire life's work, you know. Obviously, nothing that we work on will, uh, no, 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 they will last we'll be forever. Streaming that until the never end die. of time. No, but I, I just got a uh, word that, uh, you know, uh, all of the Bang Bang episodes that were up on Netflix, UK and New Zealand and Australia, they're they're all taken down now. Why? I don't know. I, that's the thing. People write to me and go, what the fuck? How, what? Does that mean IFC had some, like, thing? They like had some song? licensing deal yeah. where they only had the first three seasons, by the way, and then they stopped, and then they just yanked it like it expired yeah. or whatever. So <clears throat> currently in America, uh, American Netflix! American Netflix! Um, currently, the every episode is available at Bang Bang. Um, uh, on American Netflix but who knows how long that's gonna last that sucks so a bummer. at some point I want to put out of like I I, I paid like $20,000 to have to, to get all of the uh, bonus material like compiled by the editors yeah before like while the oh, while so the show just it. so I could have like we have Hours and hours of stuff that I've compiled that has never been seen because before. Because you knew. Because someday yeah. I want there to but be. But also, you can you can't count on anyone else keeping track of it or saving it. Exactly. So I have hard drives at home with like. Uh, th- there's a really cool feature. I, th- I showed it up in San Francisco during Sketchfest, uh, a tribute to Bang Bang, but uh, with you, where uh, for the second to last episode of Bang Bang. Uh, you were kind enough to come and do that episode and we recreated the pilot. Yeah. And so there's a side by side comparison of how oh, that's so cool. how we did. Yeah. And it's really cool to see us like recreating it oh, five that's awesome. five I would years love later. To see that. Um I have all that stuff. I would love to put out a complete Blu-ray at some point. Yeah. So uh, hopefully um someone will give a shit. <laughs> yeah. Um but speaking of giving a shit, I certainly gave a shit about listening to all of this yeah. uh, uh, eight hours of it was music. Fun. It was fun, and it's always fun to uh, get together with you. And uh, let's not make it another three months. Let's do yeah. another episode let's at some do it point soon. Well, may, what do you think about maybe a Christmas app? We got to do we sh- if we can find time. We should do a Christmas app. Yeah, that would be fun. Uh, maybe maybe something else too. Who knows? Uh, let's uh, try to jam one in before the end of the year. Yeah. Um, and with that. We are going to end this episode. Thank you so much to the fans of this. And uh, thanks to Adam for making time. And uh, thanks. you, use. Thanks Scott. to me. Yeah, I was going to get there. Thanks so much to me. I love myself. Thanks, self. <laughs> um, anything you want to, <coughs> excuse me, plug or... Uh, 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 alert people to a movie coming out or uh, Big Little Eyes. Uh, oh, that's not till later. Uh, so nothing? Nope. <laughs> cool. How about you? Well, I, people should go to that PCAST show. Um, oh, yeah. That's coming up, huh? Listen to Freedom. Uh, that's my other show with Paul F. Tompkins and, and Lauren Lapkus. That comes out on Thursdays. I think fans of this show uh, who like to hear our stories about our past – would really like uh, that show because I tell a lot of insane stories about stuff that happened to me, um, as do Paul and Lauren um, when we were kids. Um, Okay, that's going to do it for us. Thanks so much to everyone. We'll see you next time. And until then, we hope that you have found what you are looking
1: for. Bye.
2: Hey Queeros, it's me, Cami Esposito, and I'm here to tell you about my podcast, Query. You can sit in on hour long conversations between me, Cameron Esposito, and some of the brightest luminaries. In the LGBTQ family Query explores individual stories Of identity, personality, and the shifting cultural Matrix around gender, sexuality, and civil rights Plus it is fun We have had some incredible guests uh, Emmy winner Lena Waif. yes, definitely Congressman Mark Ticano, you bet L Word creator Eileen Shakin, yes President and CEO of GLAD Sarah Kate Ellis We definitely have We've got celebs People like Trixie Mattel, Evan Rachel Wood Tegan and Sarah, the band, and the people, separately, on two different episodes. We also have activists and changemakers in our community. I think it's a a one-of-a-kind show full of chats you have never heard before. It's identity, it's community, it's Query. You can find Query every Monday on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.